Welcome in everyone to the 59th episode of the Deep Dive Dynasty podcast. We as always are your hosts, Toby and Colin. Toby, how have you been doing? I miss football. I miss it. Yeah, I definitely miss it too. We're not that far away. It's only going to be, what, three more months and then we're really going to be into the start of the season. So I'm definitely excited for that time to roll around. We are now distancing ourselves more and more from the NFL draft and we're going to start getting into startup season. So I thought... The best way for us to get into this startup season that's happening right now throughout the offseason is to talk about our general startup draft strategy. So we're going to go through certain points, and while we do, we're going to be hitting a mock draft, and we'll do it together. We'll have one team. We're just going to randomize and basically take you through our process as we are going round by round of how we would attack startup drafts, because we know a lot of you listeners are definitely going to be probably midway through some right now. As always, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Deep Dive Dynasty. I've really loved all the engagement we've had going on right now. Obviously, last week we did that mailbag episode and it sparked a ton of questions even after the fact. And I'm always down to entertain all of your questions and I'm happy to answer any DMs you send my way. So keep that up for sure. But Toby, let's just get right into this. So I randomize it and we're going to be pick number four. I like and it. This is, this is a super flex draft mm-hmm. and there's 12 teams and we're going to do a 20 round mock. I think before we get into it, we have to talk about, in my opinion, the most important thing you've got to do for your startup, and that is preparing before it starts. The number one thing that I find the most important when I'm going through these drafts is you need to go out and create your own positional tiered rankings. The last thing you want to do is be in the middle of the fourth round going, I don't know who I want. Mm-hmm. You, you want a plan that is good enough to be actionable when you're going to get the guy you love, or when the guys you love are going off the board. Yeah, the way that I want to always set it up is that I have each position's rankings, and then I go in and create my own flex rankings, so I have both at once. But as you're going in, you want to create these tiers because ideally, you're going to be picking players from the bottom of each of these tiers. And the second thing that I want to bring up that's obviously related to that is trading within these drafts. Most startup drafts these days have tons of trades going on, right from the early picks all the way down to late picks. There's so much trading because there's such an appetite for trading in Dynasty now that you have to know you want to be moving up and down the board to either jump up and get the last guy in a tier that wouldn't have fallen to you otherwise, or if you're sitting there and you're like, I don't really like any of these guys, I could take 20 different guys here. Well, then you got to get out of that pick and you've got to pick up later assets because The more startup guys you can get within your higher tiers, that's how you're going to build up depth and have a long-lasting successful team. Also, when you go through and are creating these rankings, please look into your specific league's rules. Mm -hmm. Of course, you have the obvious things like super flex or is it PPR standard, but beyond that, you have to look... How many flex spots do you have? Are there weird tight end rules? Totally. Tight end premium is growing like crazy. How you prioritize different positions is going to matter based off of your amount of flex spots, for example, because with running backs, there's not really enough running backs to go around that if you have three extra flex spots and a super flex spot, you can't be usually filling all those spots with running backs. So then the wide receiver positions, once you get into those slightly later rounds, People are going to be taking wide receivers because rather than taking bench players right in that spot, they're going to be going for those wide receivers because they need someone to start. So you have to weigh these type of things when you're creating your rankings. 
Toby, let's start up this draft. We're let's at pick it. number four. Okay, so the first three picks went off the board, and they are Christian McCaffrey, Lamar Jackson, and weirdly, third overall in a Superflex, Patrick Mahomes. So we're sitting here at four, and the top quarterbacks on the board are Kyler, Josh Allen, and Herbert. The top running backs being, obviously, everyone other than Christian McCaffrey, Saquon, Cook, Kamara. The way I attack these early rounds is... In a super flex, I want that elite quarterback. And then mm-hmm. to me, the question is, Toby, are we going with Kyler Murray or Josh Allen? That's unbelievably difficult. I It is tough, 100%. You say a name and I'll pick him. Let's go Kyler Murray. Let's see if I get any hate for that, but let's go <laughs> Kyler Murray. It's a tough one. I think it's fine either way. As expected, the first round is running through, and there's a lot of running backs and a lot of quarterbacks. We see Tyreek Hill and Justin Jefferson go both in the second round, but other than that, it's all quarterbacks and running backs, other than the pick right before us goes Travis Kelsey, which, if you're going for win now, I kind of get it, but I definitely wouldn't be reaching that hard just because he's aging a bit. Here we are in the second round, and again, I would be interested in taking quarterback, but I don't think it's as locked in anymore. It's important to remember the scarcity of running backs because before long, they definitely will dry up. And we have a ton of good running backs left. Guys like J.K. Dobbins, Najee Harris, Ezekiel Elliott, Aaron Jones, Gibson, C.E.H., Eckler. There is a good pile, and I do think even in our third round, someone will come back. At the top of the board at quarterback, we've got Wilson Fields, Lance, Aaron Rodgers. I think I would be taking one of those type of guys. You're basically either betting on the future or an older guy that you know will be locked into your number two. And then at wide receiver that you could go at this point, you pretty much have your pick of the litter other than you don't have Tyreek or Justin Jefferson. If you want A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Devontae Adams, they're there. They're ready. Mm Mm-hmm. If it's me, I would want to go with a second quarterback here because I think they're going to dry up a bit. And I also am looking at this group of running backs and we're talking about those tiers. I think we've ran out of the true top end tier and we're into that second group and I'm pretty happy with who we'd get back. But I do think there is a reasonable argument for why we should take one here and as well in round three. I'm just taking the best value off the board and I would go Russell Wilson here. Okay, so we will take Russell Wilson there. And then following on that turn, obviously six picks. You've got three running backs and three wide receivers. You see A.J. Brown, Devontae Adams, and Stephon Diggs go, as well as Zeke, J.K. Dobbins, and Gibson. If it's me in this pick, I am now getting reasonably concerned about the scarcity of running backs. You've got to focus on these things because the running backs will dry up relatively quickly, especially if you're in a 12-team or bigger league. There just isn't that many that go around. If you are wanting to compete right away, which I think is our goal at this point, we've taken two quarterbacks that we know are going to be very solid right away. Mm I'm most likely looking at running back, even though there are still some great players at wide receiver like Metcalf, Hopkins, and Lamb. I am sooner going to go for one of the running backs that's in the top tier available, and that would be Najee Harris, Aaron Jones, Eckler, and I think that's it. Mixon's a little bit below for me, so I'd pretty much be taking one of these top four running backs. I would go Harris or Jones for two very different reasons of a prospect mm-hmm. harris because he's he's young obviously he's going into his rookie year and i think he's going to be an absolute bell cow i think he's going mm-hmm. to catch a lot of passes you know he's he's going in and does, doesn't have any nfl carries under his belt so he's an unproven prospect in the nfl for sure but you're going to get more carries aaron jones just signed that monstrous four-year deal with green bay and i'm pretty confident that they're going to use him in a manner that's going to keep him healthy and he's a very very safe bet that just doesn't have the ceiling that Najee harris has so I'll let you make this Aaron call. Aaron Jones? 
Najee is a prospect I absolutely love, but for him to be a perennial top five running back is his ceiling, and we already know that's what Aaron Jones is. Aaron Jones, the only question mark to me would be the weird Aaron Rodgers stuff that's going on right now, the chance that he doesn't have him, but as we talked about, I believe it was last week when he was your dynasty buy, I still do believe in Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. He is four years older, but I'm going to lock it in. This team is starting to look like a win-now team. I'm going to go with Aaron Jones here at the 3.04. Like it. One thing that I'm always monitoring as these other picks are going off the board is when I've created that list of my tiers, I'm looking at the list of quarterbacks that I'm happy to have. I want to have at least three guys in the Superflex League that I'm okay with. Even Obviously, we've got two studs now in Russell Wilson and Kyler. So even if that third guy is someone that's a decent amount lower, like maybe even a Derek Carr, that would be okay with me. But there is a tier that I'm always monitoring that I want three of those guys. Then the other position I'm definitely paying attention to and always crossing people off as they go is the tight end position because there are not that many that I am comfortable with. For me right now, the list that I want to have one of these guys is Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Kyle Pitts, Darren Waller, and those four are gone. And then the rest of the guys that are still on the board and I want one of is Mark Andrews, Hawkinson, Noah Fant, and Goddard. And that's the end of the list for me. I really Mm -hmm. want one of those eight. If I don't get one of those eight, I'm going to keep pounding best player available and potentially just take some later shots. But especially on a team like this where we've kind of committed now, okay, we're starting to look like we're going to go for it a little bit early, then I really do want one of those four. I'm not necessarily saying that should be our pick here. I think the top four have already gone and we're now jumping down a little tier. Although I do love Hawkinson. But it's definitely something I'm monitoring mm-hmm. as every pick goes by. Should we take a peek at wide receiver here? Sure. Let's look. We've got Terry McLaurin, Michael Thomas, A-Rob, Godwin, DJ Moore are up at the top here. And then at running back, we've got Mixon, Etienne, Montgomery, Javante Williams. And I would say there's a fairly big break after that. So of those four, I would say in our next two picks, I want my RB2 to be someone I'm pretty comfortable with. So yeah. I'm really thinking that... Looking at those two lists, knowing how many very good wide receivers there are on the board, I'm leaning towards taking the top guy off my board, which is Mixon. Yep. Let's do it. The Mixon hype train, just by the way, is already chugging along. It's going off. Every offseason, he starts uh, getting bigger, stronger, faster in some (laughs) way. With the next turn, two of those other running backs went off the board, meaning that the last one of that tier I'm really happy about is still available being Javante. At tight ends, we still have those four, so I'm going to wait off right now, hope for that entire turn to go around, and then I'm maybe starting looking at tight ends. Quarterback, we're still looking pretty good, so I'm basically either going to take Javante or one of the top-end wide receivers here, and we still do have some very good wide receivers. Chris Godwin, DJ Moore, Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, lots of value here, Toby. I'll give you this pick. Who's your favorite? I want DJ Moore. Okay, DJ Moore it is. Would not have been my pick, but I don't hate it at all. He's right in that group. That potentially could be a spot where I may have looked at, okay, should I trade down half a round? Is someone really trying to go up and get that guy? I need Ayuk. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Who knows? That's potentially a spot where I would have looked at trading down. So remember, we were talking about these tight ends. Two more went. They are popping off the board. So I see Noah Fant and Goddard being the final two that I really want. I think we can wait another turn, but I'm not sure after taking this sixth round pick that we can confidently pass in the seventh round and not get one of them. Looking at quarterbacks, there are still Jalen Hurst, Deshaun Watson, Tungavailoa, Stafford, Zach Wilson, Mayfield, 
Tannehill, there's still a good amount of guys that I think we can get as that third quarterback that I'm pretty comfortable with. At running back, now that the top guys have gone, I would say there's a fairly big drop-off. You're basically looking at someone that's younger who has some upside like Sermon, Edmonds, or Carter, or you're looking at a guy that you can probably start for a little while, but you know they don't have a long time around the league, and that would be Melvin Gordon, Mike Davis, maybe even Fournette, or Ronald Jones is kind of in the middle of those two groups. I'm not super excited looking at that group, but I do have to keep in mind that the longer you wait and don't take these running backs, it will absolutely dry up quickly. At wide receiver, you've got Jerry Judy, Kenny Galladay, Deontay Johnson, Juju. There's kind of that group of not elite producing assets, but very solid Mm -hmm. and are quite young. Or you could go to one of those older guys who you know is going to produce, like a Julio Jones or an Adam Thielen. Which way are you leaning on this pick here, Toby? The Thielen and the Julio assets at this point in the draft scare me a little bit. Yeah, I would Because I be don't think they have the return mm-hmm. that I want from a sixth-round pick. Yeah. So here I am starting to look at youth more than I would be in those you know first five or so rounds. Yeah. But actually picking who that's going to be is very difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerry Judy would be my absolute smash hit, but I just don't understand the Broncos' plan in terms of quarterback. Obviously, he'll have multiple quarterbacks in his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can just take the quick and easy Juju or Deontay, but I don't know what the heck they're going to do with their quarterback yeah, situation. I think their quarterback Either situation probably maybe even worse. Maybe. If it's me, I think I'm taking the upside of Judy. Yeah. As much as I actually like Sutton in that offense even more for just this year, the upside of Judy long-term is the guy I really want. So assuming you're all good with he's, that. Yeah, he's the guy I want too. I just... Let's take him and see who I comes wish back Fields was throwing him the ball. Again, I would say that's two rounds in a row where if I'm on the clock, I'm likely thinking of... Trading back. Trading back yet again. So I definitely... That is something that's always on my mind in these picks is I didn't think there was a guy who stood out amongst the tier. Some wide receivers go as well as Deshaun Watson and Noah Fant. Honestly, maybe could have talked about Deshaun Watson there as well because if he's back, he's an elite talent and in Superflex, he has so much value, but obviously... He's a massive question mark right now. Yeah, not sure if we could take the risk right there in the he's, sixth uh, round. As of today, he's not at OTAs. <laughs> well, that is not a surprise. <laughs> Breaking news. Yeah. Noah Fant did go, though. So we are looking at the last of our group, and the question is, do we think there's a chance Dallas Goddard could come all the way around to us? Otherwise, we could take him. We could take Ronald Jones or Trey Sermon from the top of the running back tier. I think because of our roster construction... And because of that advice of you want to make sure you got a tight end that is usable and you could play, I go Dallas Goddard here. And I like Goddard as a prospect. Mm-hmm. Ertz is pretty much guaranteed gone now. There's is, very, yeah. very little shot. And even if he's back, got I it. don't really care that much. So nope. I'm okay with it. Let's go Goddard. I am getting a little nervous about what our running back three situation will look like, but I find that is the case in a lot of startups. And right now we're actually seeing a fairly big run of wide receivers go. Of course. Good. There were some running backs, though, so... Bad. (laughs) Yeah, we definitely lost some options. No quarterbacks, though. And you have, like, a Jalen Hurts, a Tungavailoa, Zach Wilson, Baker Mayfield. You have a good group of quarterbacks. So that would be another thing I would want to note. And this is another note I would say for all of you, is do some of these mock drafts. Because going into it, if I had no idea, I wouldn't expect the eighth round to have that good of quarterback selection. 
and I'm actually still okay to continue waiting because we have two guys. We're looking at picking up our third or fourth quarterback soon, and when there's such good talent still on the board, I think it's reasonable to be filling out the rest of your roster. At running back, we have still that dichotomy of we could take guys like a Michael Carter for future upside, or we could take the asset that we kind of know what they are, Mike Davis, Fournette, Mostert. No one at this point, if you are waiting as long as we have to get your RB3, you're not looking at a lot of great value at this point. At the wide receiver position as well, we're looking at some of those second, third tier wide receivers like Elijah Moore, Terrace Marshall, and Rondale Moore. Or you're looking at some older wide receivers or players that have some question marks like Landry or Cooks, and then you've got Curtis Samuel. This is a bit of a tougher spot. I actually think quarterback feels like the highest value. So is it worth it to take the top quarterback off of the board just because you think you're getting pure value? The top quarterback being Jalen Hurts? Debatable, but I definitely don't mind Jalen Hurts. Thinking about our options here, we could take Jalen Hurts at quarterback. At running back, I don't want Michael. I don't want anything to do with Michael Carter. Yeah, he's really not my favorite. I'm, I'm looking beyond him at this point. You know he's not really our guy. It's tough. I think my favorite wide receivers on the board are that group of Elijah Moore or Terrace Marshall, mm-hmm. and I do, in Superflex, value some of these quarterbacks quite a bit more. So it makes me think maybe it's even worth it to double up and grab a third or a fourth quarterback, but then I'm genuinely concerned about what our depth will look like out of the draft. However, we're not at the start of the season yet, and there is still so much time to trade. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to hoard a position assuming that people are going to trade me if I draft like eight quarterbacks, but having maybe a bit of a stacked quarterback room in Superflex is not that bad because I think down the line when other people are in quarterback trouble, that could be a great way to get some trade value. So I would be willing to potentially even go quarterback, quarterback here. Let's take Jalen Hurts. This man is upside galore. Sure, let's do it. Let's hope he blows up and then we can flip him quick. Love it. A few more tight ends have gone now, Gasecki and Tunyon. So I really do think that we likely would not have gotten Dallas Goddard if we didn't take him where we did. Besides him, Michael Carter, Mike Davis, and Fournette all go, and then also Rondale Moore. So we could take that fourth quarterback and take a tongue of Iloa or a Stafford or a Zach Wilson or a Mayfield. At running back, honestly, it really does dry up quick. We're looking at mediocre starters like a potential Damian Harris or a Zach Moss. You have a Mostert who definitely has some question marks around him, but I do think in the very short term is most likely to be that team starter. So I think I'd soon take Zach Moss or Devin Singletary here. I know they're a little bit down, but I feel that Buffalo kind of committed to those two guys in the backfield for at least this upcoming year. At least year. for a year. Yeah, I would agree. Potentially, though, I would suggest that we might be able to take one of those guys in a round. Like, I sure. think it's fairly unlikely both go, but I could be wrong. So I would probably be looking at either quarterback or wide receiver here. What do you think about taking Elijah Moore or Terrace Marshall for some future upside? I would rather have Elijah Moore. And he's rated higher, higher ADP. Let's take Elijah Moore. Sure. Let's take Elijah Moore, see what running backs, see what quarterbacks fall to us next. In that turn, out of the 16 picks that went between our two right there, we saw eight quarterbacks. So every single team grabbed a quarterback. That is a little bit of the computers and you won't see quite runs like that in a real draft. So you have to keep that in mind that it is a little bit different, but 
after that big run, the top quarterbacks on the board, I would say, be two that I'd be fairly happy with would be Kirk Cousins or Mac Jones. At running back, we've got James Conner, Kenyon Drake, and then Kenneth Gainwell, who, as a fifth-round pick, does not deserve to be above someone like Tony Pollard or Singletary. Pollard would be a fine asset to grab here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he probably is my favorite running back on the board. And then at wide receiver, one that does jump out to me, we do have Terrace Marshall, who we considered last time, who is still on the board. So I think for me, I'm probably looking at either Pollard or Terrace Marshall. So Toby, why don't you pick between those two? Pollard. Pollard it is. We do fairly desperately need some running back depth, yeah. so I'm definitely fine with that. And then look at here. Terrace Marshall's stolen off the board, and he is my favorite, so I am going to take him right here. I will cross my fingers and yours <laughs> that one of Devin Singletary or Zach Moss will somehow fall to us. Yeah, I Zach Moss is already gone, but I guess there is the slight chance of a Singletary. Kenneth Gainwell is off the board, but Singletary is not. <laughs> Let's take, take Singletary. Singletary. Yeah, it does make sense at this point in the draft. We do need running back depth. I think that is a solid pick. Here we are now sitting in the 13th round. We've got three quarterbacks, four running backs, and four wide receivers, as well as Dallas Goddard. So we're fairly balanced overall. I feel like we could go in any direction. Mm -hmm. At running back, my favorite two guys on the board are Gus Edwards or Jamal Williams. I feel that Jamal Williams would be a pretty safe bet at this point. If we're going to look for running back depth, like let's look at his ADP, see if we could wait around. But he's a guy that would be decent depth for a team such as ours. Mm -hmm. I definitely don't mind him at all. I also think Gus Edwards, those are both two guys that I expect to be the secondary guy in their offense. So I would be fairly happy with either one of those. I would actually lean Gus over him, I think, just because I think that the Ravens are more committed to the committee. Whereas... Detroit, we don't really know with a new coaching scheme and Swift potentially emerging. Obviously, Dobbins could emerge as well, but I'm a little more confident in the workload that I think Gus sure. Edwards will have, but it's definitely close. At wide receiver, you've got a couple of rookies like Diami Brown, Amari Rogers, Dwayne Eskridge, or the top guys that I would be looking at here at wide receiver would be Mikul Hardman or... Paris Campbell, I would say, would be the top guys I'd be going for. So not my favorite talent there. Why don't we take one of these running backs? Are you okay if we go with Gus Edwards here? Yeah, I can't argue against that. Mm -hmm. And Gus Edwards, he does damage. He's a powerful runner for sure. Okay, we took Gus Edwards. We'll see what comes back to us here. One option we do still have was Jamal Williams in the 14th round. We also, at different positions... I find that Sam Darnold, Derek Carr, or Jared Goff are the three quarterbacks that I'm feeling pretty happy with as my QB4. Any of why the heck, why are they still around? I do think, yeah, that's a good point that some of these bots that are drafting are acting a little bit different than you will see in your draft. I don't think quarterbacks will be falling that much. Like We as a team with three quarterbacks don't need one that bad, but you can see a lot of these teams. They took one quarterback early in the first or second round, and then they were willing to wait for nine or ten rounds to grab their QB2. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen in a real draft. They're taking that second quarterback. So to me, that screams the value on the board. But do you think it's worth it that we go for a quarterback four here just in terms of what we think will be greatest trade value? Or do you want to take Jamal Williams, who we were considering last time? I'd rather take a quarterback. I would rather take a quarterback that we can flip. And in fact, because we'll have four quarterbacks, whichever quarterback has the best start of the quarter of the season, mm -hmm. I will immediately try and trade. At that point, you've got three quarterbacks 
that you can play and for the right price, which hopefully will be inflated, yep. you can get some value. Okay, Toby, so you have the pick. Is it Darnold, Carr, or Goff? It's not even a question. Okay. It's a question to me, so <laughs> I don't know which one you're going It's Jared Goff. Okay, Jared Goff. I, I do not mind it at all. Just a, a quick side note here, mm-hmm. and I apologize to all the Deep Dive Dynasty listeners who just want fantasy analysis. The... <laughs> The over, <laughs> the over under for the Detroit Lions win total. Okay. Can you guess it? Mm, they're going to have a 17-game season. I mm-hmm. will guess five and a half. I want to say you're exactly right. It might just be five. That's too low. Okay. If I'm a betting man and I looked at the odds of all 32 NFL teams, Lions over would probably be my number one. Interesting. Okay, I don't mind them. I think I'm probably higher than most, but I'm not confidently smashing that over. I'm smashing it. Okay. Okay, you heard it here first. (laughs) Tell me the Lions believer. (laughs) If there's ever a franchise you want to hit your wagon to, it's (laughs) the Detroit Lions. Okay, here we are in the 15th round. We've got six picks to go. Running back has definitely dried up. We are looking at the recently injured Jeff Wilson. You've got some depth guys like a Sony Michelle. And then you've got a lot of rookies who are drafted really late or even undrafted, such as Kylan Hill and Jamar Jefferson. I think those are both seventh round picks that are sitting here. And of course, you can scroll a little bit and see some undrafted guys. At wide receiver, the top of the list is Antonio Brown, Paris Campbell, Nico Collins, Marvin Jones, and T.Y. Hilton. I think I go T.Y. Hilton here and want to think twice about it just because it's so late in the draft Mm -hmm. that I'm taking a guy that will be playing week one, barring injury because he's very old. But you can try and trade him very quickly or you just say, yeah, you know what? It's the 16th round. Mm -hmm. I'm going to grab a guy that's going to be good. It's actually the 15th round. Uh, round, I'm okay with it. I will go with your advice. We do not have a great wide receiver in terms of depth for winning right now because we took Elijah Moore, we took Terrace Marshall. We pretty much just have those top two, DJ Moore and Judy, as our locked-in starters on day one. So I'm happy to have T.Y. with the way that he finished off his season last year. I think he easily could outperform. Mm -hmm. Him and Wentz will be a good connection. They could. Hope so. A ton of running backs just went, which is a little surprising to me because I didn't think there were very good running backs left. I'll take a peek over at the tight end pool because we do still at this point only have one. The guys that jump off the board to me, we've got some rookies, of course. you got like Brevin Jordan, Tommy Tremble, basically everyone besides those top yeah. two. You've got Hayden Hurst. Oh, how he has fallen. Oh, Hayden. Got Jared Cook, who I really like for a current starter, but not necessarily for the future. He would be the best option if you want insurance in case your main guy gets hurt. So Mm -hmm. I wouldn't mind him for that. That's the tight end position. We obviously have ignored it for a little while. At wide receiver, we've got Nico Collins, someone I obviously really like. We have, besides some rookies, players like Darius Slayton, Cole Beasley, Jameson Crowder, Brian Edwards of that group i am honestly you probably could guess looking at nico collins because he's someone i really like and at running back we have largely a bunch of trash i would say (laughs) the main two guys that pop out to me that i would even consider here are darrington evans because he still looks like the backup of that team and lamichael p ryan because who knows what the jets running back situation looks like holy moly i don't want either of those guys but i i hear your logic Mm -hmm. you did preface it by saying bunch of trash i'm not not saying these you're glorified the rest is much worse i would say okay i'm gonna take this pick he's someone i really like i'm gonna go nico collins yep very done 
the bots in this app are doing another weird quarterback run, <laughs> so that position has fairly dried up. But uh, Toby, I think now is probably the time we're going to take one of those two running backs, so I'm going to put it on your shoulders. Do you want LaMichael Pirine or Darrington Evans? I'd rather have a guy with the upside that if Derrick Henry really truly goes down, it's not a lot of other people there. I'm going Darrington Evans. Okay, sure. I'm not feeling good about it, but... They're both fine shots, yeah. We have three more picks. It's coming around to us. Seriously, the entire 17th round, besides our pick and one other, was quarterbacks for some reason. Three picks left. Time to take our kicker, defense, and punter. No. (laughs) Our kicker, defense, and punter. Yes, of course. Got to get that punter. (laughs) Pat McAfee, 101. Okay. So at wide receiver, obviously, we know how late it is. We've got some, you know, shots you could take, like a Josh Reynolds. We've talked about him in the past being the wide receiver two there, so you could potentially start him. Brian Edwards. Brian Edwards is still there. We know how he was valued a year ago. John Brown is another one we talked about recently as someone who could have value right away. We also still have LaMichael Pirine, as well as Jared Cook. So, Toby of that group, who is jumping out to you? Yeah, it's jumping out to me. Jared Cook, just because he's going to be such a usable asset for tight end. Mm-hmm. But I don't see how he's helping our fantasy team if we have Goddard. At this point, I think I would I would go Cook. Because what if Goddard's on a bye week? What if Goddard's injured? Sure. We need a tight end at some point, And I would rather take a guy that you go, oh, fine, I'll push it and play Jared Cook, who you never know could get you double digits pretty quickly, mm-hmm. instead of saying, oh, fine, I'm taking Ricky Seals-Jones from the waiver wire. You know, I'd rather have a plug and play than be taking three deep shots on wide receiver. Ricky Seals-Jones, who did sign this week. Oh, big news. You know what? Good job, Ricky. <laughs> We now have only two picks left. Obviously, we are sitting here now with two tight ends, four quarterbacks. We have six running backs and six wide receivers. So we've still stayed pretty balanced across the board. We still surprisingly have LaMichael P. Ryan on the board. We also at wide receiver have your boy Tutu Atwell, John Brown, Nikhil Harry, Adam Lazard. Basically, you got some low-ranked rookies or some aging guys. I would say the two that jump off the board to me is I would either want to go John Brown, because I think we can probably start him at least at some point in year one, or LaMichael P. Ryan because I don't believe in the other running backs on that team, and I think there's a total possibility that he's actually a starter. So I'm looking at one of those two. I feel like my preference is to go P. Ryan here and then hope that we can grab John Brown as some wide receiver depth at the end of the draft. I agree. Let's take P. Ryan. John Brown is immediately taken after. Ah. (laughs) Okay, it is coming back to us now, and for our final pick, you've got the probable starter in Tyron Taylor still there. You've got running backs like Khalil Herbert, who I do think would be at least a backup, most likely. Someone like Anthony McFarland, Malcolm Brown. Patterson of the Washington football team. If you want to just a total flyer. I'd much rather go some other guys. (sighs) Yeah, fair. He's not that interesting to me. I just don't like him enough now that he's undrafted. I would, at wide receiver, look for potentially a Quintus Cephas, who has some opportunity as there's not many other wide receivers around him. You could also go for someone like Van Jefferson, who could find himself that wide receiver three this year. We could pair a very young tight end because we obviously just took only Jared Cook as our backup. We could take someone with a lot more future upside like Hunter Long, McKitty, Kylan Granson, etc. Oh, I see Tim Tebow on the board. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I want Quintus Cephas here. I agree. He is absolutely The Lions wide receiving core is bizarre, mm-hmm. and we don't know who Goff's going to be targeting, yeah. so I want him. 
Before we get into our dynasty by the week, let's run down this team. So this is what we're looking at. We have at the quarterback position, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Jalen Hurts, and even Jared Goff as a fourth quarterback. That's our strong suit. I would agree. Definitely when you take two quarterbacks with your top two picks, it better be your strong suit. We've got Aaron Jones and Joe Mixon as our starting two running backs. And then for some depth, we've got Tony Pollard, Devin Singletary, Gus Edwards, Darrington Evans, and LaMichael Pirine. At wide receiver, we've got DJ Moore, Jerry Judy, Elijah Moore, Terrace Marshall, T.Y. Hilton, Nico Collins, and Quintus Cephas, who we took in the last round. And then at tight end, we have Dallas Goddard, who's a tight end I'm very happy to have. Mm -hmm. And Jared Cook, who I think is great insurance for him. This is a very safe, well-rounded team. I think it's very solid. Weakest point, probably wide receiver, and that we don't have any elite assets. We would, I would say, either need to find a way to trade for one, because I think our depth is really good. Like, that's something I would potentially put, you know, Jalen Hurts has a great start of the year. I'd be willing to move him try to upgrade a wide receiver or we could have Elijah Moore or Terrace Marshall blow up and become that sick wide receiver one and I think that is absolutely in Terrace Marshall's range of outcomes. That's it for this mock draft and some draft strategy. I hope you guys kind of gleaned off the way we approach different points in the draft because your strategy definitely has to change from point to point. As always, make sure you keep up with everything we've got going on on Twitter at Deep Dive Dynasty. But before we finish it out, Toby, I have a Dynasty buy of the week that I have set up for you. Listeners, if you want to learn more about how this game works, you can see it in the description below. Toby, here's hint number one. Here we go. Last year in PPR, okay. I scored an average of 15.8 points per game. 15.8 per game. Okay, so this guy, he good. He real good. <laughs> PPR points is most likely referring to a running back or wide receiver. A consistent one at that. Hmm. You don't know that. Maybe it's spikes up and down. Yeah. Could be either. He could have played one game all year and just happened (laughs) to score 15.8 points. I will go with DeAndre Hopkins. It is not DeAndre Hopkins, but fair enough first guess. Hint number two is... After the 2021 season, I will be an unrestricted free agent for the first time in my career. Juju Smith-Schuster. It's not Juju Smith-Schuster. And in fact, wasn't he technically just an unrestricted free agent? I know he resigned, but I think he just was, wasn't he? I think he was a restricted free agent. That's possible. I'm wrong either way. (laughs) I'm 0 for 2. Our third hint here is I'm a wide receiver who was drafted in the late third of the 2017 NFL draft. Oh, baby. Okay. 2017 draft, late third. Can I pull this off? (laughs) Stefan Diggs. It's not Stefan Diggs. Damn it. (laughs) Fourth hint is, in 2020, he finished as the wide receiver 31, and that is 29 spots worse than the year before. It's Michael Thomas. I thought you might guess that. It is not Michael Thomas. Oh, no. Uh, Here is the fifth hint. I am a godlike slot receiver. (laughs) (laughs) It's Chris Godwin. It is Chris Godwin. (laughs) It's funny because we almost picked him at one point in this draft. I was like, do you want Godwin or DJ Moore? It's an objectively funny hint. I really (laughs) appreciated it. Even though I'm very angry that it took me five, I, I should have got there. That's funny. 100% when I wrote down that fourth and I was like, he's either going to get it or it's going to say Michael Thomas. Yeah, I jumped all over As Michael soon as Thomas. I said it, I was like, I think he was number one. Why did they just say that? But oh well. 
Yeah, it's Godwin. I think that he is simply undervalued after having a wide receiver two season just last year. I understand that he won't hit that sort of height because he doesn't have Jameis Winston anymore, who's throwing the ball like a madman, but he's still going to be very good this year. And he is a free agent for the first time in his career. I think there's a solid chance they won't be able to retain him. And Chris Godwin's going to make money wherever he goes. He's going to be like Kenny Galladay, except I would say he'll even make more. And so he's going to become a clear number one. He's not going to have to compete with Evans that he's had to do his whole career. Obviously, Evans is a very good wide receiver. Godwin is most likely to become like a Michael Thomas, where he is the main guy in his offense. Because I do think a team like the Lions or a team like the Tennessee Titans could go, okay, we need that target who can just sit in that slot and eat up crazy amount of target share if he's getting the amount of salary that I expect him to get as a free agent next year. I think he is the perfect guy to buy a year early and the fact that he didn't have an incredible year last year and he was still a wide receiver three almost wide receiver two especially if he was never injured. I think he is very very undervalued right now and he's someone that I would have gone after. For example In that draft, I gave you the option you went DJ Moore over Godwin. I would very strongly advise to go get Godwin in that spot because I think he's absolutely worth it. Yeah, and I like the sound reasoning of he's just, he hasn't plummeted, but he went way down in terms of his rankings. He was so expensive. He was a hot commodity. Mm -hmm. Right now, he's warm, you know. He's not cheap. It won't won't be cheap at all, but he's on that fringe where you don't exactly know what to do with him. And there's always the news of AB is signed now, and Mm -hmm. what's it going to look like? I'll buy it, and I want Godwin. Mm -hmm. He's only 25. I'm really into him. Yeah, he's a great player. That's it, everyone. That is our 59th episode of the Deep Dive Dynasty podcast. As always, make sure to follow us. Make sure to send me your questions, because I love answering all those Dynasty questions. So hit us up on social media. That's all from us. Thank you for being here, Toby. Thank you, sir. And have a good one, everyone. Peace.